Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday at the time I'm recording this. I am really excited to be on here with you today. I have no idea when this will go live on my podcast. We are running just a little bit behind, but um, it is May 2nd today as I'm recording this, and that means that the May Mindset Makeover Bingo started yesterday. If you're not in on this yet, really give it some thought because what you're going to get in this whole opportunity is first and foremost, just a little bit of a nudge to do some of the like personal growth, self-care things that you think are a great idea, but have a hard time making happen. So that's the first thing you get out of it. The second is you get to build community because I'm hosting these event, this event through my self-leadership for a better world group and also through my mindful dating group for women. So you'll have an opportunity to participate and connect with other people who are invested in like growth and having fun. And thirdly, there are prizes. Um, one prize, the grand prize at the end of the month for people who get a blackout will be entered into a drawing to win a full scholarship to one of my coaching packages, either the self-leadership for a better world or the mindful dating um intensive program. And why am I doing that? So I want to say just like really quickly, and I'm going to do a whole podcast on this later, but why do I offer things for free? And I want to say first and foremost, um, I'm a happy giver. I love giving things away. Secondly, I offer things for free. I have really great boundaries around what I'm willing to do um, free in this space and social media and what I'm willing to share or donate and what I offer for paying clients. I have really clear boundaries around that. So if you're out there in my audience and you've been thinking, oh, I'd like to do this free thing, but I have no intention of ever hiring her, please just show up for the free thing because if I'm giving it, it's because it makes me happy to do it and I would love for you to be there to receive it. So that is my sort of intro to this conversation um, and a little bit of chit chat to let you know a little bit about what's going on. But along the lines of really wanting to work on mindset in May in particular, or really any day, because every day is a great day to get a slightly better mindset, we could all use that. It seems like it's a pretty unhappy world, by the way. Um, a lot of people seem to be super stressed out. But along with wanting to focus on mindset for May, I wanted to think through some stumbling blocks that people have when it comes to love that have to do with mindset issues or the way we're thinking about things or looking at the world, thinking about ourselves, thinking about other people, and really kind of explore or dive down into what you can do to shift your mindset a little bit. Because all success really begins in the mind. That's that's where it all starts. And then it moves from there. So if you're walking around with some inner stumbling blocks, you're going to have a harder time finding that amazing partner for yourself. And I really want to see you find that. So without much further ado, here we go. 
Um, the first thing that I see people doing all the time, the first mindset problem I see people having is that they think they have to be something that they're not. They think they have to be prettier, thinner, richer, taller, more educated, less educated, more something, less of the other. So that's the first thing is thinking that there's something wrong with you, thinking that you have to be something you're not. And the the thing that makes it such a stumbling block is that your person, the person who's right for you, who's going to love you exactly the way you are, can't see you when you're trying to be something you're not. So if you're thinking, oh, I need to pretend to be this or act like that or be an entirely different person in my profile and talk about how I love travel when really I'm a homebody, the person for you that is going to rock your world, that's going to be a great supportive partner for you is looking for who you are. So you, there's nothing you have to be that you're not. And I guarantee you there's somebody out there looking for who you already are. Your soulmate, your partner, your one. There's at least probably 7,000 of them out there looking for you. But it's a big planet. There are 7.4 billion people on the planet. So you're going to have to do a little bit of searching and digging. And you also have to shine your light and be exactly who you are. Be the best you you can be. So that's the first thing, the first way that people block themselves from finding love is by not going out there with that kind of confidence and calm and just being themselves authentically. And what you need to do to get past that is to be yourself authentically, which I super know is easier said than done because you hear so many messages about how you have to change this or you shouldn't do that. You have to be play hard to get. Don't, um, don't text you know, them again on the first day or don't text within 24 hours, wait a week or, you know, all these kind of rules. But when you're busy doing that, you can't be yourself. So that's the first thing, the first way people get in their own ways, the first stumbling block people have and in their inner world. And the second thing, and I see this in really interesting ways, and I think I've touched on this in a previous podcast or a previous video, but being hung up on your ex. So this is a really interesting thing that I see from where I sit. There are many ways of being hung up on your ex. One is in a positive way where you think that was the one for you and you missed your chance and you'll never have a love like that again. Nobody will ever love you the way this person loved you. The second way I hear it is really in a negative way. And this is a little harder to make sense of harder to connect as still being hung up on your ex. But when that ex is the reason you don't want to date again, when you, when someone says, Oh, Hey, would you like to find love? And you're like, uh, uh, because of that. And in your head, you know, it's because of that. And that was for me, a huge stumbling block. I was single for 16 years because my things with my ex, it was a bad relationship. It was a bad ending. And I didn't want that ever again. So I was like, mm -mm. which doesn't look like being hung up on your ex because it looks like you hate your ex, but really that relationship is sort of stuck with you in a way. And the reality is that person wasn't right for you. If they were right for you, you'd still be together. And just because they weren't right for you doesn't mean someone else won't be. And that's super important to hear. Maybe you're hung up on your ex in that positive way of, oh, you think they were the only ones who ever loved you or the only ones who ever could. Totally not true other people can love you and they will. Or maybe you're hung up on them in that negative way of that was so bad, I never want that again. But either way, who you really are is a match for somebody amazing on this planet. And it's a matter of doing that work of really 
excavating who you are authentically getting in deep alignment with your values, visions, and goals, and what you want for your life, and developing the kind of self-leadership that will allow you the courage to stand in your value, truth, and strength in every situation, including dating. So that's the second mindset stumbling block that people have is that like hung up on their ex. And I see this super cool thing. Well, I don't want to digress too much, but I see this super cool thing happen in my audience. So you'll interact with my posts. And because you interact with my posts, I'll see your posts on Facebook more often. And I'll notice that people that I'm engaging with will like hear from an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend. They'll hear from an ex and they're like, oh my gosh, I heard from this ex. I wonder what this means. And sometimes they're like, oh, maybe we're going to get rekindled. Maybe we're going to get back together. And other times they're like, no fucking way are we getting back together. Why did this person even contact me? But I think that these people come into your life really for a couple of reasons. And I think it has something to do with watching the videos that I put out there. Because I think what happens is you start to change or shift your vibration, your energy and your thinking about dating, you start to think it's possible. And if we could look at um, like from 20 to one being like 20 is um, the furthest away that you're going to get from the mindset of having a happy partnership and one is like spot on it. Maybe you you were at a 20 or maybe you were at a 17 or 15 before you started watching my videos. You watch them and you start to get a little more hopeful. And then you maybe lift up your, your vibration a little, your mindset's a little better, and you're at like a 14 or a 13. Well, the weird thing about life is it's going to match your vibration. It's going to match your energy. It's going to match your mood and your thoughts. And these people are going to come back around. The thing is, they live at a 12 or a 10 or an eight, they don't live at a one. So you go from being totally anti-relationship, never again, no fucking way, whatever that is for you, a 20, a 15, starting to hear these messages, starting to get a little bit of hope, a little bit of possibility is appearing in your mind, your vibration elevates, and then this person crosses your path. And this doesn't mean the work is done. This means you're just back in that mindset back in that vibration where that person lived, where the goodness of that relationship lived, but it wasn't a one for you. If it was a one for you, it would still be happening. It's not a one for you. So when it's a one for you, when that relationship or that person's a one for you, it's going to look entirely different than that person. So if you are having this experience where you've been watching my videos and all of a sudden sort of weirdly like magic, some X comes out of the blue, just know it's part of this process and you're on your way to a better vibration because here's the thing, not everybody's meant to have relationship, right? Not everybody wants it. Some people really definitely don't want it, but whether you want it or you don't don't want it. If you're watching these videos and you're getting a little bit of uplift, that relationship doesn't live at a one for you. Your one might be you um, on a, on alone on a desert island you own and you have shit shipped into you because you're like a profound introvert. Like go you if that's your thing. But your one is going to not look like that relationship. So whatever it is that that relationship vibrates with, whatever number you would assign to it, just know that a one for you is on the way and you are passing through this stage on the way to something better. So that's what I have to say about the stumbling block number two of being hung up on your ex, either positively in a way that you want them or negatively in a way that they have turned you off dating altogether.
Which brings me to number three, thinking that the relationships you've had are the only kind of experiences out there for you. And the truth of the matter is it's entirely possible to shift your relationship patterns. 100%. You can shift them hugely. It does require personal growth and inner work to get profoundly clear on what your deeper underlying unmet needs are. It requires the kinds of inner work that will allow you to be self-led so that you're leading from the core self energy, that place where you're calm, connected, confident, and courageous. But when you get to those places of profound clarity, of self-leadership, of really believing in yourself, of knowing that you are worthy of a one experience in your life, whatever one is for you, you're going to shift all of your relationships, not just your romantic relationships, but all of them across the board. And it's entirely possible to do that. Whatever crappy past experience you have is not your future unless you let it be. Whatever crappy past experience you have is not your future unless you let it be. And as they say, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So you can create a better future for yourself. It takes work and you can do it. So that is the third mindset stumbling block that I see a lot of people struggle with. The fourth mindset struggling set block that I see people stumbling with all the time is the idea of waiting, waiting for the one. Like it's going to just magically happen for you. You're going to just run into them in the grocery store one day because you've heard about these things. You've heard that people were meeting people in the grocery store like 10 years ago before COVID or something. People were maybe doing this. You think it's going to magically happen at a friend's party or you're going to do things that are fun for you that you enjoy and magically that person's going to be drawn to that same thing and you're somehow going to recognize each other in the crowd your eyes will meet and it will it will just flow you will never have an argument you will never have a conflict there will won't be a moment of fear there will be such deep knowing this is a huge stumbling block and Levine and Hellner in their book attached talk about this all the time this is an avoidant attachment strategy. This is a part of you that is avoidantly attached that waits for the one as a way of not letting people in. You can't have a one relationship experience, a level one, a high level emotional and spiritual vibrational experience when you're waiting for the one. There are a couple of reasons for this. One is you don't accidentally find the one, you choose the one. You look for somebody with your wisdom, with your insight, with your self-awareness and knowledge, leading from a place of self and feeling for the right match for you, feeling like getting congruent with your values, visions, and goals, and finding someone who is also congruent with your values, visions, and goals, you choose them and they become the one. You don't find them and you do have to choose them. And what that means, and this is scary for so many people. And I have a client who said the most beautiful, brilliant thing is, well, we kind of want to just meet that way because then we don't have to think about red flags. Then we don't have to worry about whether or not they're right for us. If we feel like it's just Beshert and, and Hashem just did it all for us. But here's the thing. I think... Spirit, God, Hashem, Peter, Joanna, whatever you like to call this, cause the cosmos, this universe has instilled in you wisdom and the, the right to choose, the ability to choose, the necessity of choosing for a reason. 
and you can't expect the universe or God to do your work for you. They are not going to throw it all in your lap. You're going to have to do that inner work. You're going to have to develop that congruence. And that's how you will encounter the one and you will know them when you find them. And then you will choose that one. You must make that choice. You must learn what congruence feels like deep in your body and go out there and date with that knowledge and find a person that is congruent. And then you choose them. That's how they become your one. And that is risky business, my friends. That is risky business. And that's why I became a dating and relationship coach, because I know that what I got out of becoming a coachee and getting coaching was I had a supportive network and I had a supportive group. And inside my Mindful Dating Intensive, my clients all know they're getting that support that they need to make that risk of A, doing all that personal growth work. They begin to believe it's possible because they watch each other do it and they have a supportive mentor alongside them to help them make that choice. So you don't wait for the one. Waiting for the one is a very huge stumbling block for people. You have to find the one and that requires some work. Next, the next big stumbling block is failing to plan for your future partner because if it's meant to be, it'll just happen. And that kind of goes along with thinking you're going to wait to find the one. No matter what it is you want to achieve, if you want to achieve something extraordinary, they always say, and it's totally true, failing to plan is planning to fail. It's true in love and it's true in everything else. If you have a relationship of having, if you have a history of having a broken heart, difficulties with relationship, relationship, small t traumas, realistically speaking, some of the work that's going to have to be done is unlearning relationship patterns that you've developed that don't serve you anymore. The other work to be done is to get closure on past relationships. So inside my mindful dating intensive, for example, I help people get closure from past relationships. I have developed a, a closure process. It's multi-steps. It takes a few different, a few weeks to, to do it, but they all say, oh my God, that was an amazing process. That was so powerful. That has been so cleansing for me. I've let go of so much. So that's just the kind of thing you can do that you can plan to do with your about like setting a groundwork for your future partner. Get that closure, get that closure from your ex, get over your pattern of waiting for the one. Also plan the life you want to build together. Plan what you want your life to look like together. So when I was getting coached, I created a vision for how I wanted my life to look. And I have looked at that vision since then. And my life pretty much looks like that with one exception that we don't spend as much time training dogs. And honestly, I can totally compromise on the training dogs thing. We have spent time training dogs. We start doing it right now. And our dogs are moderately well-trained, except when strangers come over, but they're really good for us. Um, but at any rate, you know, I planned. I planned the life I wanted to live. I knew what I was aiming for. We had had lots of conversations, Matt and I, when we first met about what our relationship would look like, how we want to live, what what our day-to-day -day would be like as a couple. And that's what we have. And inside my mindful dating program, I help people plan for their future. And your future has to be super comprehensive. It has to include your personal expression, you as a human being separate from your partner, you as a professional and what you're going to contribute to the world, how you're going to express your values and how you're going to find meaning outside of that relationship. So you have to plan for that. Otherwise, you really risk 
failing altogether. So if you're out there and you're like, oh, I don't know what I want. I'm not sure what I want to live. I don't really know what I want. I really don't know where my plans are. I don't know where life is headed for me. That doesn't make you such an appealing partner. In fact, it makes you look like someone who needs to get a life. And if you have such a life that is so planned that there's no spaciousness in it for a partner, it looks like you're not a good partner because it looks like you don't care about relationship. So plan for your partnership by making plans that include a really well-balanced life and include room for a partner and a whole other life alongside of it. So that wraps up failing to plan. The next one, the next stumbling block that a lot of people have. And if any of this is relating to your, like if you're like resonating with this, I would love to have a comment about it here on my Facebook page, or I would love to get an email from you or a comment on on my podcast. But the next thing, the sixth stumbling block is thinking that you have to choose between either having boundaries or having a great relationship. And I need another drink of water. So the truth is you don't choose between boundaries or a great relationship. In fact, you must have great boundaries in order to have a great relationship. In order to have a truly healthy, loving relationship, you must be able to establish boundaries for yourself. You have to have boundaries between you and your partner so that you can ask for what you need and want, so that you can give them some feedback if they're doing some things that aren't working for you or that might be a deal breaker or that might you're seeing over time sort of erode the closeness between you. And you have to have boundaries that allow you to sort of have that like protected space between you and your relationship and the world so that you know how to nurture and protect the beingness that is the two of you, your partnership, which is a little bit separate from you as a person and is 100% separate from the rest of the world. So you have to have great boundaries. And I run into people um, who like come in for a, an initial calls or who show up at my Boundaries 101 webinar and maybe who get started with my mindful dating and intensive, and they all start to recognize the necessity of having good boundaries if they want to have solid relationships. And it's super common that people have the stumbling block of people-pleasy parts, parts that act as if any kind of conflict is bad for a relationship. You can't say no, you can't ask for what you want. And that leads you down a path of compromising and then ultimately compromising yourself, compromising in ways that erode who you are as a person that make it so that you're not recognizable anymore to the person who fell in love with you a few years ago. So you have to have great boundaries in order to have a healthy relationship and speak for yourself and stand in your truth. And inside my mindful dating intensive, everybody works on it and they come to a place where they really understand deeply. And this also happened, this also is like really informative in Boundaries 101, inside my Mindful Dating Intensive, people recognize not only that they need boundaries, they also learn how to set them in a way that is congruent with their values and is a beautiful expression of their love for other people, a beautiful expression of their desire to empower people that they're in relationship with. And that kind of spaciousness and empowerment does miracles for bringing your partnerships closer together. So, that's that sixth stumbling block of acting or thinking as if you have to choose between boundaries or a relationship. Both go together. 
The seventh mindset stumbling block is really funny. I should have brought this one up first. Um, seventh is believing mindset doesn't matter. So thinking like, oh, no, it's not how I'm thinking about relationships. It's just that I'm not lucky. It's just that I haven't met the right person. It's nothing to do with how I'm thinking or what I'm doing. It's just that, you know, I'm unlucky in love. Well, C points one through six. It's not just luck. It's not, it's failure to plan. It's waiting for the one. It's thinking that everything that's happened to you in the past is what how it's going to work in the future. Like you may have met someone who was really great for a time in your life accidentally. And you may have accidentally had a really great relationship. So you think, oh, that's how it's always going to work. Uh-uh, my friends, it happens differently. And as you sort of round the corner of being 35, 40, 50, you definitely have to plan. You definitely have to think it through because all those past relationships are in there in your mindset. So your mindset does matter. Mindset is everything. And one of the biggest flaws in the mindset that I work with, one of the biggest stumbling blocks it gets in people's way is the mindset that, that Carol Dweck would call the fixed mindset. And that's the mindset that says that either you're good at something or you suck at it and there's really nothing you can do about it. It's innate. All talent is just God-given. So you either, or genetically given as, as the case may be, but all talent, you're just sort of born with it. In reality, no matter how smart you are or are not, you can always learn more if you apply yourself. No matter how good or lousy you are at relationships, you can always get better at them. So that perspective that you can actually improve is what's known as a growth mindset. That's what Carol Dweck refers to as a growth mindset. And that is a mindset that sort of eliminates a lot of the other stumbling blocks that we're talking about. So you can probably now see why I should have brought that up earlier. Um, that mindset really makes it possible for you to address all of the things that we've already spoken about. It shifts the way you interact with people if you think relationships are possible for you. So this mindset shift from a um, fixed mindset to a growth mindset is crucial in your ability to shift your relationship experience. That goes along with many other mindset shifts, including, you know, mindsets where you think you know what people are up to, you imagine that you know, uh, you, you imagine you know, everybody's dishonest, or these are what this is what people are like online, blah, blah, blah. But that mindset shift is super important because, and this definitely leads to the next point, a lot of people think relationship skills are innate. You think that you learn this in your family of origin. You think you're born with it. You don't recognize that relational skills are things that researchers have studied and they know that healthy couples do things differently. They do things differently and they can teach you how to do those things. You actually can learn how to do things differently inside of relationships. And that's a lot of what we do inside my Mindful Dating Intensive is really learn to approach relationships differently. And we learn, like I basically teach people and coach people through the process of, of approaching relationships, not only with more skillful communication, better at boundary setting, better able to demonstrate self-leadership so that you're sort of bringing your whole self-energy present to your system and nurturing yourself and loving up on yourself while you're in relationship, but also approaching relationships from the perspective of what would be considered a securely attached pattern of relating. So learning relationship skills that help you behave in an attached manner, which weirdly 
also reflexively helps you become more securely attached and helps you have better relationships because avoidantly attached parts and anxiously attached parts interfere with smooth relationships in a variety of ways. So anybody can learn to have better relationships. Everybody out there, if you're watching this, you can learn. Everybody can. Research has have studied this. There is a lot out there. And inside my Mindful Dating Intensive is one place where all of this has been curated and collected. And it's a great little, like it's a 12-week boot camp kind of thing about learning about relationship skills. But a huge stumbling block either way, whether my coaching program is never going to be for you or it's totally your thing, even if you never want to coach with me, you need to know that relationship skills can be learned, including by you. I've done this, the, like the very best I can do inside my mindful dating intensive to create a program that brings people from, you know, really struggling to really good at relationships, but that information's out there. So those are the eight stumbling blocks that I have just covered for you. And that kind of wraps up. The last one is really knowing that you can be better in relationships and you can learn those skills. Believe in yourself because you totally can do it. Everybody can. And of course you can. Um, so those are the eight. I would love to know how any of this sits with you, what's resonating, what's speaking to you. Um, if you happen to be playing May Mindset Makeover Bingo. I would love to know how this has helped or contributed to that process for you. Please share this video and tag me and that will count as one of your squares for the month. Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.